In today's show, we're talking Portland Trailblazers with the host of the Locked On Blazers podcast, Mike Richmond. We're also here with Mike Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're going to talk Blazers, another team with a superstar slash sub all-star level player that might not be on this team at some point in the coming weeks. Who knows? And we're going to talk about that with Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers. So let's get him in right now. All right, here he is. The host of the Locked On Blazers podcast, Mike Richmond, is here. Mike, welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right, let's start off where we start off all of these shows, and that is by asking the host, what is their projected starting five opening night for their team? Portland Trailblazers starting five. Let's go. It's going to be Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic. It is the lineup that... Neil Olshay, the Blazers president of basketball operations, has been touting as one of the greatest lineups in the league after March 24th, blah, 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 blah. This is the crew he believes in. He's a big believer in his moves. He's a, he's a man who champions himself. There's no reason to believe that he, that's going to change up. This group's pretty good. Like, they were pretty oh, yeah. good. They're the number one offense in the league together. Um, of the, like, high-usage lineups in the league, they were actually slightly above average on defense. Like, they're pretty good. Yeah, They that, have obviously... Yeah. Obvious shortcomings, but they're decent. The question I think some people would have is, is there a chance that Norman Powell comes off the bench? They start Larry Nance and Robert Covington there just to give a little bit more size and defense at the 3-4 position and have um, you know, Nurkic sort of being a, an offense-defense both ways guys and then the backcourt just being strictly offense rather than having that, because you know, Norman Powell's what, 6-4, like having that really short, small forward player out there and then two smaller guards in the backcourt? I think eventually, yes, that is a very real possibility. I um, I don't believe I don't think we'll see it on night one. I don't think we'll see it on night ten. But I think I, I think they're going to give this lineup a shot because it's um, it's what the front office truly believes in. And then once Chauncey Billups has 10, 15 games under his belt, maybe then he changes it up. But I think from night one and particularly early on in the season, this is the group we're going to see. Yeah, I would be surprised if it isn't. I don't think it's necessarily the best way to go about it, but yeah, I agree with you. That is how they'll start things off. So let's look at how the bench rotation can look. And it's a very different bench rotation to last season, Mike, where towards the end of the year, they were running just three literal one-way players in uh, in Mallow, Ennis Cantor, and Anthony Simons. They've brought in some other guys into that bench group. So that's yeah, the, sort of the five main guys coming off the bench there. Yeah, it. it I think you can just go ahead and pencil in Larry Nance Jr., Cody Zeller, and Anthony Simons. I think that top eight is set in stone. I think that's also the Blazers' best eight players. I don't think, like, you're not messing with much if you do that. And then I think that ninth spot is between Tony Snell and Nazir Little. Whether Billups wants to go 10 deep, we'll see if that becomes both Tony Snell and Nazir Little. They don't have a ton of size off the bench. They don't have a lot of playmaking other than Nance Jr. off the bench, but they are better on defense than they were last year. And they were the worst second quarter team in the NBA for almost all of last season because, like you said, they played some zeros on defense. Uh, Three of the worst defensive players in the NBA 
all together at once. What a magic choice. Yeah. They're not going to do that this year. They're going to be a little bit better on that end just by virtue of um, playing players that will compete defensively. As long as Larry Nance or Cody Zeller is out on that bench group. Like Cody Zeller is really underrated, I think, because of literally the way he looks, but he is quite a quite a capable... He's not a great player, but he's quite a capable defensive big man. And sure. Larry Nance, of course, is, is a very good defensive uh, guy who can play center, play down to the small forward position, could switch out on the wing like a really good defensive player. I look at that lineup and get... You're right, playmaking is... Because Anthony Simon's not really a passer. Um, and there's just not many guards there. I, Tony Snell is probably more of a wing than a guard. So is there a chance that instead of, say, a Nasir Little, that maybe Ben McLemore gets a role there as... As a, as a shooting option off that bench because you know, Nance is not reliable. Zeller's not a shooter. Little's not reliable. Um, could McLemore be finding his way into some minutes? I certainly think Ben McLemore is an option. Uh, whoever they take in training camp, they're going to carry... They have 13 guaranteed roster spots. As we're recording this, they're going to take a 14th player. They're going to go in with 14. Whoever they take to be 14th could conceivably be that guy, conceivably Dennis Smith Jr. But yeah, I think, I think another guard. I also think the nine deep thing is that they'll either leave... Norman Powell or CJ McCollum and in with this group just to add more shooting, more offense and more dudes who are for sure guards. Yeah. Cause that, that'll have to do that to sort of stagger those guys and get a, uh, get a score and get a reliable shooter into that, uh, into that bench group. Mike, let's look at an injury update as we move forward. Larry Nance Jr. Like you wouldn't have had much of a chance to speak to him, of course, coming across in that trade, not that long ago, but he ended last season with a thumb problem. Um, no worries about him for training camp. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like he's good to go. Um, he spoke with the team media, and he seems like he's just getting ready to move and play. He has not done a formal. Uh, Blazers didn't have they didn't have great success with uh, press conferences this summer, so they've kind of scrapped them. And we'll get a we'll get another one maybe when the preseason starts back up. Just, just give me a signal, Mike, and I'll have a drink of the uh, bottle of water <laughs> while I'm ready, ready to go, just in case you need to need to signal me for anything. Um, and also Marquis Chris, who they did bring in, I guess, to compete for that last spot with Dennis Smith Jr. He broke his leg at the beginning of last season. I assume that he is healed and ready to go. And what chance do you give, which people seem to love Marquis Chris, or what chance do you give Marquis Chris to uh, make this roster? You know, pr- pretty decent, to be quite honest. Uh, it's right now the training camp confirmations we have are Dennis Smith Jr., Marquis Chris, and Pat Patterson. To Pat, my man. Um, no, no Kenneth Farid? Uh, Kenneth Freed is rumored to be uh, interested in as well as Michael Beasley, some uh, some adults that they brought with them to summer league so they could uh, experience the, the beautiful Vegas heat. But um, I think Chris has a chance. They need frontline depth right now. It, it would be, I think, irresponsible to start a season with only Yusuf Nurkic and Cody Zeller as guys who could conceivably play center for big minutes. You can play Nance there a little bit, but you don't want to play him 70 games at that spot. So I think they need some frontline depth still. Uh, they could use some guard help still too. They could just fill both spots, but they're not going to do that anyways. So I think Chris has a good. I think Chris has a good chance of, of making the roster. Yeah, I, as much as I've yeah, shit on Marquis Chris on this podcast plenty of times in the past for some of his dumb decisions, he has improved, and I, he would be the guy that I would actually take over Dennis Smith just because. Again, you're right. The, yeah. There's no other center. There's Zella and there is Nurkic, and both of those guys don't have necessarily the most sparkling track record in terms of staying healthy for an entire season. So that might be. A little bit difficult there, but uh, if I was betting on one of those players to make the roster, the place I would go to do it is bet online, Mike. But if you were football bets, did you? Who did you pick yesterday for the game? Buccaneers and Cowboys. I rolled with the favorites. 
Tom Terrific and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like keeping my money, even if they had short odds. Yeah, me and uh, me and this uh, people in this house, that's me and my son. We were uh, we we're on the Buccaneers yesterday, and we got that one done. And Bet Online is the place that you can get all of your football bets done for this upcoming season. They have also online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest, which is open now at Bet Online. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today by using our promo code Locked On for their hundred percent welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing and even your favorite Vegas casino game. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Mike, this might be familiar to you. You've got one place that you watch your live sports. Then you've got to have another device to watch um, your favorite on-demand shows. And then you've got highlights that you watch on your phone. There's just too much shit going on everywhere. It's all over the place. It's too much, too much clutter. We need to bring this stuff and get it all together. So there is a simple way that I want to tell you to get all your entertainment that you love in one place. And that is called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand shows together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place and that means there's no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion get your tv together with direct tv stream you can find out more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package Mike, I'm not going to ask you about your package, but we are going to talk about some more questions for the Blazers. Is Damian Lillard a member of this team in February? Yes. My read on the Dame situation was that it was dicey in July, and he was frustrated, and, and probably rightfully so. But now that we've made it to September, I think he plays out the season and we revisit this next offseason. I think this is something we will talk about again. I will be back on here with you in the same space uh, talking about Damian Lord and trade requests. But I don't I, I do not think he is just my read on him. I've, I've you know covered the team for six seasons and been around him a bunch. I do not think he is a demand out at midseason guy. If he's in, he'll be in till the summertime. Is CJ here in February? Yeah. Is Neil Olshay here in February? If Neil Olshay's here, CJ's here. So I, I just earlier got uh, finished the show with uh, Locked On 76's host, Keith Pompey, and he seems to think that, that Minnesota is probably the number one location for Simmons at the moment. Are you hearing anything on a Simmons for CJ swap, which has been literally something that's rumored, I feel like, for two to three years, that you know, let's get some size in here, let's get CJ out of here. Are you hearing anything from the Blazers side of that? I do not think the Blazers are particularly interested in it, is my read on it. I do not think the Blazers are particularly interested in it. Interesting. Uh, I don't. That's not how I would get down. Yeah. <laughs> but I am not a. I am merely a podcaster that you can you know find wherever you already get podcasts daily on the <laughs> Portland Trail Blazers. But I don't. I don't. If if they wanted to make the move, there it would there would be more serious momentum there. And I think it's stalled because the Blazers the Blazers don't want to make that move. The Blazers have been Blazers and Neil O'Shea or Neil Neil O'Shea on behalf of the Blazers have been staunchly in the camp of no Lillard and CJ are going to work. We are going to get these two to work together and we are going to take this you know, elite offensive backcourt combination and we're going to take them really far. And they are he's if he's one thing, he's uh very solid in his convictions, old Neil is, and he will uh, he will stick with that. And again, I, I don't think again with so many discussions around that over the years, I'm not sure he's going to be just quickly. He's not he's not the sort to just uh, say, well, you know what, I was wrong, and I'm going to move on from that. Yeah. Let's let's go You're to the next question. Me. Next question. Next question here. Yusuf Nurkic, who I was really excited last season, Mike. I thought all right in the bubble he dominated. He played a lot of minutes. I thought here we go. 
Nurk is going to have a big season. Stotts is going to say, well, yes, he is our best center. He'll play him 32 minutes a night and he'll blow up. And then he came in out of shape due to COVID issues with his grandmother passing away, which you highlighted on this show earlier in the season that he really didn't do any works and he was just, he had no no bounce, no energy, no stamina, no nothing. And he was, he was bad. And then he suffered the uh, broken wrist and then he strained his calf when he was coming back from that. And it was just a disaster of a season. But Mike, at the end of the year, we saw... Big time Nurkic again. He was looking fantastic towards the end of the season. So I ask you this question. Do we hope that Chauncey Billups looks at Yusuf Nurkic and says, this dude is our second best player. This guy is ready to play and should be playing 30 plus minutes a night. And we are going to just let him roll as that guy that we saw before that broken leg where he was he was unbelievable for the Blazers back then. The minutes thing, I the minutes thing is a little dicey. I'm not sure he's a 32 minute a night guy. Like even as even at his peak when he was, um, you know, when he played 70 games in the 2018 season, he still only averaged about 28 a night. Obviously, that was Terry Stotts. It's not Chauncey Billups. It's a very different thing. Um, could be new regime and a new approach. But I'm the minutes thing. I'm not. I'm not sold on right now. I still think he might be a. I still think he might be in that high 20s maxing out. And the question for Nurk is mostly consistency. Like you said, the 10 games to end the season, he was phenomenal and the Blazers needed him to be, but they also have had a bunch of stretches where he wasn't that good. So I'm I'm maybe not, I'm not bullish on him being a high minute guy, but um, Chauncey Billups has been consistent that they need to get more out of Nurk and run stuff through Nurk more, whether that means more post-ups or, um, or just more him facilitating out of the high post, we'll see. They, but Chauncey has been consistent in saying, every time I ask, we got to get more and we will get more from Yusuf Nurkic. Because we saw at the start of last season that he was, it was just a non-factor. Like he just never got the ball. Okay, it was just yeah. CJ and Dame. And uh, I, had, I had this stat, which I looked up at some point, that in the minutes that CJ and Dame shared together, CJ took more shot attempts than Damian Lillard. Not sure that's an ideal scenario. Now, in terms of true shooting attempts, Lillard was ahead because he got to the line and got fouled on a lot right. more of those shots. But in terms of pure field goal attempts, McCollum had more shots than Lillard. And, and Nurkic was you know, very, 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 very far down the list there. So I think there needs to be... And again, a new coach can change those things. Um, sure. There needs to be a an adjustment, I guess. And we saw Nurkic be that guy. You, know, you said you know, post-ups, not, not necessarily, but facilitating from the high post. Like this guy can pass and he can find these guys and he can open up the entire court. But that was absent for the vast majority of the early part of last season when he played. And then it started to come back as the season went on. I think he's going to be an interesting player to watch. I'd love if he could play 32 minutes and I think he'd absolutely blow up and, and really again show that he is the second best player in this team. But, Maybe he just doesn't have that in him, but he still can be productive in limited minutes as we have seen him do in the past. Mike, Anthony Simons, we've talked about him a little bit already. Um, He, again, really, really struggles defensively. Uh, Sometimes he has efficiency issues. I don't think that he's particularly a great passer, but he's always a name that is brought up. Well, it's time for Anthony Simons to step up. Anthony Simons is is going to develop. And if they moved on from CJ, they'd be more than happy for Simons to move in there. I don't really see him that way, but... Yeah, can he step into a large role? Can he be a guy that plays instead of you know, 18 minutes a night as a backup? He plays like the Jordan Clarkson 26 minutes a night where he just takes basically all of those bench guard minutes. Can he do that? Would you Would you, or do you think Chauncey would feel comfortable in elevating his role? Is he ready for that? I think there is a space for him to do that, but I would, I would probably lean against it. He's, he is an elite shooter. He's an absolutely an elite shooter. One of, I believe, 99th percentile in catch and shoot and spot up situations. Like he can really shoot it. He just can't do anything else. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> he can't do anything else. He doesn't get to the rim. He's he's a slam dunk 
champion. He doesn't get to the rim. Shoots a, a really, just a very, very, very few attempts at the rim. Uh, he doesn't get to the free throw line. He, he doesn't make his teammates better, and he's a terrible defensive player. So there's just a lot of room for him to improve. He has one elite skill. So I think he's guaranteed like a baseline of 15, 16 minutes. But to step up, he kind of just needs to have more to his game. He was billed as a potential star. Yeah. This is a huge year for him to be that. Um, I'm maybe I'm probably more down on him than most in the Portland market. I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm a believer that he's a long term NBA player, but the idea that he's just he's anything other than sort of like you know J.R. Smith from South Florida, I'm just not a believer. He's a really good athlete who can really shoot it, and and he's got to do other stuff. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that people see that the flashes and they'll they'll say, "Wow, look at that! He dropped you know, twenty five minutes or twenty five points in sixteen minutes, or yeah, he went out and, and had thirty five points in a meaningless game." I go, "Look at how he's, he's a bucket; he can do all this stuff." But yeah, what else is happening? And you know, when you are playing alongside Dame and CJ and Nurkic and Powell, like you're not gonna ha- you're not gonna be the, the man. You're not gonna be that guy that's getting every shot, and you need to be doing at least one other thing at a level that's better than. 350 other NBA players and at this point not sure he really does that so I guess the the flash is there for him you win a dunk contest you hit threes you have big scoring outbursts but you need to do something a little bit more than that and he's he's not quite uh not quite there is there any um just a, a off Simons here any indication on this team from Chauncey of any change in play style faster pace slower pace um you know we, we've heard I mean maybe you can clarify this we heard Chauncey say something along the lines of, you know, I don't believe in taking that many three-pointers. So how do we clarify that statement that he came out with? Well, I think I think he said that on like a Friday and then he gave an interview on a Sunday where he was like, oh, I don't want to take 53s, but I'm okay with 40. So I was like, oh, phew. It was a, it was a long weekend of being like, oh, oh no, more Nurk post-ups and less threes. Like this is not, this is not the path forward. So I think, I think they're still going to shoot a bunch of threes. Um, the one thing he's talked about, and I've heard other, I've heard the other coach, the old coach, talk about this too, is getting Dame off the ball more, um, playing him off the ball, not asking him to do so much offensively, and that way you can get more out of him defensively, um, which is obviously the the only solution here, right? Is like lower his load on offense so he can be uh, somewhat close to an average defensive player, or at least a slightly below average defensive player. So. I think you might see more off the ball stuff. I think that's where the use of Nurkic facilitating comes in. I think that's sort of playing a little bit quicker so he doesn't have to, it's not a high pick and roll against 10 eyeballs looking at you every time down the floor like they've played for the last two and a half seasons. But some of that is a Damian Lillard comfort level. The reason they play that way is because Dame wants to play that way. Um, he didn't hijack, he didn't hijack like the uh, already stagnant offense. He took Terry Stotts' movement heavy offense and said, what if we run pick and rolls all the time? I'm really good at it. And he is, but the path forward is to get a little bit more. And Chauncey seems to be wanting more variety in the offense. Mike, do you know how to fix your own car? I don't, but if I did, I would know where to go. That would be rockauto.com. Like you, Mike, I have, I have no idea how to fix my own car. There are some of us on the Locked On Podcast Network that are you know, closet mechanics, got the old greasy overalls on there out there fixing their car. And if you are like that and you need to fix your own car, don't go to a chain auto parts store. Don't go to a car dealership. That's a waste of time and money. You're going to have the bloke belittling you behind the counter, trying to scam you out of money. Just go to Rock Auto. They are an online family business who have been serving auto parts customers for 20 years, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. You can get whatever you need for your car, daily driver, classic car, whatever it is. Rock Auto has everything that you could possibly need. You could 
why would you spend 30, 50, 70, 100% more for the same parts? It is ridiculous. Go to rockauto.com, check out their great website and all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do purchase those products in there, how did you hear about us box? Right, locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And the last key question, Mike, what is your favorite flavor of Built Bar? I'm a cookies and cream man myself. Mike, cookies and cream gang, we are, we are the elite of the elite. This is the this is the flavor. You got other people. Oh, I, I want salted caramel. I want this. No, no, cookies and cream. That is the flavor. And I, uh, you are now get up into tier A of this uh, of, of my podcast guests because cookies and cream is the best flavor. But you might have a different flavor. You might be wrong. But you might have a different flavor that you like: raspberry, strawberry, orange, mint, brownie. These are the best tasting proteins, protein bars ever. But they're not just delicious. They are also healthy. Seventeen to eighteen grams of protein. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, and just 130 to 180 calories per bar right across the range. And you can save 15% on built bars now by going to built.com and using our promo code LOCKED15. That's L O C K E D 15. So built.com, get as many boxes as you want, chuck them in the cart, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15%. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Mike, I reckon that might uh, do it for us, for the Portland Trailblazers for this upcoming season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see you know, if there is any movement, what the new coach changes, how this uh, moves this team forward, um, what this means for Neil O'Shea's tenure. And of course, you'll cover it for us all over on the Locked On Blazers podcast throughout the season and the preseason. Mike, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on that Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb me up, leave a comment, ring the notification bell, tell all of your friends. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Go dogs.